Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. I know what I want to tell the Chevra. I'm pausing. I want to say it right. I'd like if I can communicate what's here. Here today, that would be, a, it's going to take a lot of Siata Deshmaya. But here goes, Besiata Deshmaya. God should help. Hashem Svasai Tiftach. God opened my lips. I don't necessarily, let my mouth say your praises. What we're about to say, I think, could be significant if I'll have Siata Deshmaya to give over what I want to give over properly. So I'm going to try. I'm I'm going to frame, to start this conversation, I want to frame one way of looking at Shuvah. Yisrael, I want to hand to you a way of looking at tshuva. This is not the only way of tshuva. I saw this in Svarim, what I'm about to give over. I'm using this to, to get at something, but I'd like to frame a way of tshuva. I'm very visual. I feel bad to come with such a grub, such like a prust, such a disgust. And you came on a... The afternoon, a beautiful Tuesday afternoon, the weather's delightful, and Kalish got like ugly on us. Well, like, like, come on. A girl is taken advantage of. Somebody, the Torah speaks about, this is the case of Ines in the Torah. So this is what the Torah gives Ines. A girl is taken advantage of, besada, in a place she can't scream. She had no ability to protest, and the guy is ma'anes. In Lashon Kaidish, you don't even say the words of the story. Ma'anes. Aines, he means he turned her into an Aines. We don't call it more. We don't, I'm not using the English word because God didn't use the English words. So I don't say that word. Ma'anes. The only thing Hashem said, Lashon Kaidish is so careful not to express things that shouldn't be expressed. Things that are private, things that don't belong spoken about. So it's a cool word. And the Torah calls, he's ma'anis her. He turned her into an inus. Doesn't speak about what topic, what, it leaves things vague. He's ma'anis. I'll tell you, as a total aside, a journey of my la- a journey that, I've, that I'm trying to figure out, that I want to share with you. Therapists speak very explicitly about certain topics. Rebbeim do not. Rebbeim speak because the Torah doesn't. What's always dangerous, and I don't know how to balance this, and it's something I don't know the answer to, is if you avoid certain topics to guys, there's a lot of shame people have on all different experiences of their life, and a Rebbe can play into that shame. Guys have called me out, Kalish, because you were so not explicit, so it fed that we have shame. We felt there was so much to be embarrassed about. There's a certain way you have to talk to your kids, even explicitly, that they see. They look at you and you're very chilled about it. There's no shame. So a re- the appropriate... I have seen therapists talk in ways that make me blush. And then I, I don't want to talk that way, but I know why they're doing it, because they want people not to be afraid of any area of life. On the other hand, the areas that are private. So you have to figure out some healthy balance, Herschel. It's very, very complex. Talking about matters, if you don't say anything, so kids like, so I'm right to be shamed. This is something, whoa, we don't talk. As a parent one day, 
talk to your kid pretty explicitly. So this way they see, like, it's not a big deal. Now, on the other hand, private matters are made private. Now, I will want to say that sitting here in front of a tzibur is different than one-on-one with a bacher, one-on-one with my son. It's a gemara. That publicly you don't speak about arayas. There's a way and a manner how you talk about something. But we're all human beings. And we're safe and comfortable in all our parts. There's a tremendous amount of shame that lives today. There are many Bakram that feel puzzled, it's like chemical. An 18-year-old, he's slugged up. An 18-year-old has done nothing. That He's just good. He's not chayiv till 20. He's good. I promise he's good. Really good. No, he's like, he's, he's slugged up. When I was 15, a bunch of garbage. Not true. Not true. Just the sheker, you're good. You're very, very good. I even wonder, I'm so, I, I would love, I'm curious, once I have to take a poll in yeshiva, I'm curious how you guys do Hashem. I'm 48, I have sins. I, I was tough on a kid who left here because I was mean to him, because I lost my cool, and it did damage to his life. I wonder, guys like, the young guy, I'm so bad, when I was in eighth grade, you ser- you, really? You think so? You serious? Like, oh my gosh, you were terrible. I'm, I'm like curious to your Hashem news. Now, it doesn't mean we have nothing we want to get better. I, I'd say the main Hashem new everybody here, the main thing you should cry is, I'm sorry, Hashem, that I had so much shame that I judge you to be mean, judge you to be a tough father. I ask Mechil Hashem. I'm starting to learn that you love me. And I'm really sorry that I judged you as like I'm puzzle and I'm bad. I asked Mechil Hashem. I, I'm start. That's the main Hashem news for everybody here. I hate to like. Tell, that's the main. The main Hashem news of everybody here is to apologize to Hashem for looking at me so mean, and to understand that He loves you. And I'm sorry, Hashem, like I was oblivious. I'm really sorry. I just didn't know. And I, I got hurt from my shame more than you, Hashem. I picture the guy who's like. Picture the guy who was deeply hurt. He's not like timing on Hashem. He's like apologizing. I'm so sorry. When I was a sixth grade. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what your choice. I'm not, I'm not clear here, the apology. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have things. The main apology is Hashem. I'm starting to chap you. My father loves you. Wow. I'm so sorry. I didn't chap you. I'm sorry for me. I'm sorry for you. I didn't chap this, sir, but I'm chapping now. That's like the main Hashamnu of a youngster. But anyway, I leave you to your own Hashamnus. Work it out. If you find yourself crying about how horrible you did in sixth grade, I have a lot of caches how real that could be. You feel guilty. You, you felt like garbage from it. That happened to you. Even what you did happened to you, not from you. It's a long story. We, have to, we could get deep places as we're apologizing. But, but, this, this conversation of how, to, of how to speak about these matters is very, very complex. It's a very complex Israel, so I don't know the answer. I know to Bachram that one-on-one, I would say words today that I wouldn't have said a year or two or three or five ago, and I'll say it today because I see shame is so rampant, so I want a guy to say it's not shameful. So one-on-one. In, there's still, it's still a conversation what a Rebbe should say, what he shouldn't say I haven't figured it out if anybody has answers, you know where I live I'd love to talk about it, I don't know the answer what I want to say is that a girl a, a, a man is ma'anes a girl, turns her into an inus. beautiful way of talking of the tire 
And the halach is lenara leisasedavar. You don't do anything to her. She's not punished at all. Lenara leisasedavar. Not a thing is done to her. Any intelligent person knows she's completely innocent. And one understanding of tshuva, there is a part of us. I, I spoke to guys yesterday. We have who, who told me yesterday that they're descendant of Reb Nachman of Breslov. Who told me yesterday? Somebody in yeshiva told me that this direct descent of Reb Nachman Breslov. Reb Nachman has a line, Avi, that I want you to hear. Reb Nachman said, "Ein yish klal." There is no yish in the world. Tzviki was Reb Nachman dumb. There was no yish in the world. You never met somebody. I, I've met people. I met people who went on to commit suicide. Reb Nachman had no life's experience. He didn't say it's usher to be miyayish. He didn't say it ain't liyayish. He said there is no yish in the world. Um, Reb Nachman, uh, look around. There's no yish in the world. What I see 10th grade in Waterbury is solely meant that a kid I watch, it could take a day, a month, a year, or three years. The first stage yeshiva, and many 12th graders need 10th grade, is to, is to undo yish. A guy sits in a stark yeshiva, two years. He had all his starts and stops of being stark. I'm going to be stark. He pushes hard, like nothing's how, like he's completely detached. He, a stark again, detached, stark again. And he just quits. I'm, somehow it works for others. I, I'll never be stark. That's Yish. And the first step in Waterbury is I want a guy to have hope. I want the Hebrew word kivui. Another name for 10th grade is kivui. If a guy graduates 12th grade with kivui, with hope, we succeeded. It's very powerful hope. Hope. I hope. Kave el Hashem. Kave kivui. We say in Ledavid Hashem, kivui, hope. If, if a guy just graduates here, one word hope, a guy can literally be far, far, far. He's on top of the world. He has kivui, he has hope. Hope. A guy like me, I can, I could tap into a kivu with this hope. So, what in the world, Reb Nachman? Is, is, what world do you live in, Reb Nachman? Reb Nachman was a coin. I hope he was a tzaddik. He was everything, Reb Nachman. Show me a person who doesn't hold the Reb Nachman and explain to me his Torah. I ask that there's not a person alive today who could like Reb Nachman is. To people who, who are Talmidim and Hasidim, to people who are the biggest Misnagdim, Hakol Maidim, he had an Ishama that was Gavaya, a wild soul. So, what planet are you on to say that there's no Yish? He doesn't say you're not allowed to be Miyayish. He looked at our world, an honest person, Mashla, and he said there's no Yish here. Was he stupid? There's no Yish here. We live in a cemetery. The whole world gave up. There's no Yish here. That might be one of the dumbest conclusions I ever saw a human being make in my life. There is no Yish here. Reb Nachman, the Kaddish, the giant person, made an observation from this world. I'm sorry? Right. So it doesn't, how could it be? Revezi, I want everybody upset. Reb Nachman, you want to know, should you follow his teachings? The man made a conclusion from this world. Ain't Yish Ba'ilam Klal. There's no Yish here. 
Doesn't exist. Are you did? No giving up of hope. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. He's very smart. There are no people in this world. Your conclusion after, after 48 years in the world, I have some conclusions. I would swear in this, one of my conclusions, there's no years here. People don't give up. Really? <laughs> really? We have a whole gray design and the whole like mitzvah of the yeshiva is to give back kivuy to people who've given up. And Reb Nachman's conclusion is there's no yish in this world. I know two yeshivas that asked their guys from learning his Torah. Now, they all hold he was huge, Reb Nachman. I know two yeshivas don't let. They have reasons and cheshbonus. If they read this, I'm a Reb Nach, I love Reb Nachman, I'm a chassid. I'm trying, I found a safer that's helping me into his Torah. How do you understand Reb Nachman's conclusion? There is no Yiyush here. How do you walk away? What's, this, what's he saying? I hope you're all very uncomfortable. Because there's no learning Torah if you're not uncomfortable. You can never learn Reb Nachman's teaching or anybody's teachings if you don't, get un- if you don't have questions. I gave up. <laughs> 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 Avi, what's Reb Nachman saying? People have come to me. I have seen people who have said to me, they've given up, and I want to look him in the face and said, you're lying. You're a liar. If you gave up, life's kishmat. So what's the problem? You've given up. The soul that you and I have craves Hashem. Period. End of story. Craves and wants Hashem. The soul is a mitzayus of kivoy, of hope, of wanting, of craving. A mitzayus. Saying a guy gave up is saying he has no soul. You're a freaking liar. A guy looks you in the face as I given up is a liar. You lie. Scream, look him in the dead eyes. You liar. Addicts love saying they gave up. The addict is very detached from self. Look him in the face. Look to the look to his soul, and call him out. You freaking liar! A liar. Okay, now I'm uncomfortable. He's a liar. He's a liar that he gave up. You know why? Because he's saying I have no soul. The bad part about life: the guy who jumps did not give up. That's the torture of his life. If he gave up, what's the problem? The torture is that a piece of you will never give up. There's no ain yish, but it doesn't mean usser. It's not talking about usser and mutter. There is no yish. Sorry, you have a soul. You could be 85 and 85 years of failure. And you're saying, I quit. I mamish quit. I quit. It's impossible. No, you didn't. Ain yish ba'ilam klal. You can't. Sorry, you have a soul. You're saying you want to hand it back. I get it. You're saying I am dominated by feelings of yish. And the part that won't quit, I hate that part. The guy who jumps off the bridge, Rahman al-Sman, did so because he doesn't give up. And that's the pain he's in. If he gave up, so what's the pain? He gave up. The pain of our lives is we don't, there is no quitting. There's no such thing. Reb Nachman is not saying He speaks about that. There's such a thing where, the, where you speak about not empowering the part of you that could quit. Reb Nachman is making a different comment. Ein yiyush ba'olam klal. There is no yiyush. There's no such thing. There's a part of us that hopes. 
There's a part of us that wants. When I say in yeshiva that 10th grade is to have kivoy, it's so much of school which says, isn't this geshmak? You're like, no. So you learn, I have no soul. 10th grade in Waterbury is to learn that I want, is to be in touch with a kivoy, that I have a massive want for rochness, massive. I live in that, I have that. Now, could I live there? Could I tap into that place? I have a massive want for rochness, massive want. So that's Reb Nachman said. He did not say usher lisiyish. He said something very deep. He said ein yish There's no giving up. There's no such thing. Which means the soul hopes, the soul wants, the soul craves, the soul strives. Ein yish It's this crazy world we live in that we can't quit because the soul won't. Because the soul that wants, that craves. So let's think of another way of viewing tshuva now. We said two things. We said Reb Nachman and Yishbam Klau. We presented, what is can we you go in Kalish? And then we presented a girl who gets somebody's ma'anes, somebody does an inappropriate, inappropriate thing to the girl, and she, everybody understands she's putter. She has no responsibility. Somebody was ma'anes her. If I change my mitzayos, this is one approach to tshuva, my friends. That place in us, that, that soul that never gives up, that wants, that craves, that place is not responsible for the wrongdoing that we did. That place is an inus. That place didn't want it. If I become more and attached to that place, I am no longer responsible for the sin. That place in me that just wants Hashem and Ruchnius did not want to do wrongdoing. The more I become that place, the more I function and live from that place, so I am not responsible. I am like that girl who had no choice, who was forced. I am an honest. And the more I become that place, I'm not responsible for my sin. I was an honest. The more I become... And the tshuva process of gaining my identity, of finding out that I live there and I am that, and living from that place and in that place, I have no responsibility for my sin. When The more I become that place, and my whole entirety is owned by that place of yearning, of kivui, and I allow that place to be the dominant factor in my life, that place has no responsibility for sin. That place is like the girl who was an inus. She was forced. That place tried to protest. And nobody listened. The more I become that place, the more I function, that's a big part of the tshuva process. Getting in touch with all our parts. Becoming more connected to that place. I'd like to, I'd like to discuss, I'd like to discuss something. I'd like to discuss a concept of tshuva that might open up our minds. I'd like to like open us up. I, li- I want to be a little more, I want to open my brain a little. Allow me to work like this. I like Adelian books a lot. I enjoy them. When you read a Gadol book, you hear how much they were formed by the holiness of youth. 
And many Gdom there were Gdailim who, who are not Sadiqim young. We know Rabbi Kiva, we know Reish Lakish, two heroes, eter- heroes, the greatest heroes of our people who both had very rough youths. <laughs> Rabbi Kiva till 40, Reish Lakish was abandoned, a robber. He had been from and went off to Derech Reish Lakish, Tyson Bamatsia Pedalid. He had been from, gone off to Derech Reish Lakish to become a robber, raised in a Tyridika home. Tyson shows on Pedalid and Subis, Pedalid and Bamatsia, went off to Derech, became a bandit, a robber was robbing people, became the head of the bandits, and then was He returned, he came back to Hashem. So we have Reish Lakish, a fascinating journey of somebody grew up from, you can't like absolve me, grew up from, went off the derech and came back and became one of the greats of our history, a man who went off the derech. We have Rabbi Kiva at 40, became close to Hashem. We have two greats, in a, but many Gedolim we learn about. I, I, I'm, I'm listening and hearing about Rav Aaron Shechter, this, this Rosh Hashiva of Chaim Berlin, just was Nifter. He from young was the best Bacher in America. At 18, Rav Aaron Feldman, the Rosh Hashiva of Neri Yisrael, should live gesund, langa langa yarn. They were very close friends. He looked up, Rav Aaron Shechter was a little older, but Rev, Rev, Rev Aaron Feldman, the brilliant Rosh Hashiva of Neri Yisrael, a brilliant man, he describes of Aaron Schechter, 1819, as, in his words, the best bacher in America. He would learn hours on end. He'd forget to eat supper. You're talking about somebody would learn hours and forget to eat. Chavrusa was made. They would learn right through supper. He forgot hours. Like later on, chat, they didn't eat supper. You're talking about a person who was ligging and learning. A very big mind, very, for many, many decades, very serious learner, connected to Hashem and his Torah. So you're talking about somebody, you read Shloyma all the time about great people whose use form the rest of their lives. It's very difficult to read books of G'daylem because if we already didn't have the youth, he had, I, at 18, was not Revar and Shechter. So I'm like, oh, my trajectory. <laughs> and what emerged later was formed by youth. And the way we frame life, and there's a tremendous truth of that, is old age forms, is formed by younger age. That's, there's, a, there's a way to view life that my, my older years were formed by the younger years, and a tremendous truth to that, and very unsettling. To read a book, when I read about it, I read when he's 18, I'm like, okay, I'm done, I'm out. It was formed, so I meet the 60-year-old, but I don't have the 18, so I'm done from the 60-year-old with Aaron. That's it. I don't have the 18-year-old. I don't have the 6-year-old. And we get very confused that this topic is very difficult. Now, certainly, capitalizing the years of youth that you and I are presently in is huge. Capitalizing the present day for all of us is huge. But it becomes this complex sugya of the things of later are formed by youth. So what happens, what happens to my youth in 7th grade, in 10th, 12th, so, so what happens now? And I want to say that Reish Lakish, who it's no coincidence was a bandit, the R, this is somebody who was from, went off the derech. So you talk about somebody who had, he went off the derech, I don't know his story, we're not told what brought him off the derech. That's, that's, you can't say a Tenuk Shanishpa, he didn't know better. He was from, went off the derech. And, and then he becomes one of the greats of our history. How does that work with his youth? 
With those years, he was a robber, a bandit. Well, Rish Lakish brought a light to the world. And the light he taught in Yuma Daf Pevav Ahmed Bez. Yuma Pevav Ahmed Bez come Rish Lakish. And Rish Lakish says that when you do tshuva me'ava, if you do tshuva out of love of Hashem, your averis become mitzvahs. If you do tshuva me'ava, now, this is a backwards world. There's a new Gadol book Rish Lakish wrote. And Eureka, the man himself, wrote the book. There's a new book. We read the Gdailim books whose old age is formed by their youth. Comes Rish Lakish and he wrote a new book that his youth is formed by his old age. His past is formed by his future. That's freaky. You do tshuva me'ava, your averis become mitzvahs. Allow me to share with you one of the most amazing Kivagers I ever heard in my life. One of the most amazing Kivagers I ever heard in my life. Listen to this Kivager. There's a sefer called Chod HaMesholosh. Chod HaMesholosh was written by the Chsam Seifer's grandson. In Chod HaMesholosh, Kivager and Chsam Seifer were related. Who was whose father-in-law, Rav Ezi Shlita? Thank you so much. Kivegi was the Chsam Seifer's father-in-law. The Chsam Seifer's second marriage was Kivegi's daughter. So Ricky Vega's daughter married the Samsa. In that second marriage, they had seven children. Ironically, the Samsa outlived the second grandson. Both his wives were named Sarah, but the third He outlived the younger wife. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So the Sam Seifer married a Kivager's daughter. Amazing story. That's a very important date on the Jewish calendar. Who was Nifter Chafei Tishrei? I was born in Chafei Tishrei, okay. The Sam Seifer was also born in Nifter Chafei It's very significant that the Yartzev Tzadik got another Tzadik was born. I didn't know the Sam Seifer was Nifter Chafei Tishrei. And that's my birthday, Chavay Tishrei. Thank you, Amazi. The Ketzer. Amazing. Everybody should, if you're not signed up to Yardzai Yaimi, you should sign up to Yardzai Yaimi. <laughs> so, Ravazi delightfully told us that the Chsam Seifer married a Kivega's daughter. The Chsam Seifer's grandson wrote a Sefer called Chodam Misholosh. In the Sefer Chodam Misholosh, he writes about his great-grandfather Kiveger, and he says the following word in Chodam Misholosh, the following incredible word. This is not a cute word. This is like a life changer. I'd like to share with you. We are going to blow on the second Erosh Hashanah. First, there will not blow one sound because it's Shabbos Kodesh. But on the second Erosh Hashanah, we're going to blow two sets of tekiahs. Midaraisa, one is Mukhoyev only to hear nine blasts. We blow 30 because we don't know the exact nature of the nine blasts. So it takes us 30 to for sure get the nine blasts. We do three different shittas, what those nine are. So we do 30 gets us the nine. It all boils down to, we, we know what a tekiah is. Ooh, a trua is three shittas, what a trua is. A trua 
some sort of crying. Ki is a very happy sound. It's two happy sounds mixed with a sad sound. Yeah. We know a true is a cry, and we know Ki is happy. The cry, we do not know the nature of the cry that lives between the two tkiyas. One shita is the cry, is, <laughs> is that type of cry. What we call today, what we call today a trua, and that's a, it's, <laughs> it's a certain cry. People cry like that. There's another type of cry, <clears throat> a groan that we call today a shvarim. Do, do, do. It's two types of cries. They're one sheet that's a truer, one sheet that's a, it's a, it's a shvarim, and one sheet that it's both cries together. These are deep, life-changing ideas. Why is it this? I promise that you could write svarim, and svarim are written, about that speak about this cry, that cry, both cries. These are deep in yanim, involved in deep, say this in deep secrets what the cry is because we don't know what the cry is we do 30 blasts that get us those nine sounds Kia, we, 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 want, we want three times those nine sounds once for Zechreinus once for Malchus once for Shabbos now instead of just blowing 30 sounds we do 60 the reason we do 60 is we do 30 there's a difference Ashkenaz and Svarad we'll do Ashkenaz we do 30 Kiyos right away before we, right after laning, right after laning, we do 30 sounds, we blow 30 blasts, we do the mitzvah, the rice of Tkiah Shafer. Then in Chazaras Hashats, we do 30 more sounds. That's 60. Why do we do 60? We only needed to do 30 mid rice. We need 9, we have 30 because we weren't sure the sounds. Why do we do 60? So the reason we do 60 says, we don't do 100, we do 40 more, that's a minute Yisrael, do 40 after Shemad But why are those 60 blasts do we do? So we do it because it confuses the Satan. The Satan is the angel who prosecutes us and says bad things about the Yom Adin Rosh Hashanah. When he hears 60 sounds, it freaks him and he stops prosecuting. You're not kids anymore. What? is going on. You, we tri- and yearly, you're like, whoa, he's out. We do 60 blasts and it confuses him. Taisva says, he thinks he knows we did our mitzvah. What are the other blasts? He thinks Mashiach's here. Dumb Satan. There are deep, Yiddishkeit is not shallow. How dumb is he? Every kid knows, hey, we're tricking the Satan. The Satan doesn't hear the kids. He doesn't, he doesn't come to this side to the Satan. He's an angel. He knows we're talking about it. So we need to understand Tysus, but I want to learn Rashi today. Rashi says, since mitzvahs are so precious to us, it shuts up the satan. What does that mean? What does that mean? Explains Rabbi Kivager and Chod HaMesholosh. Chod HaMesholosh, the grandson of the Chsam Sefer, Kivager's great-grandson, says from his great-grandfather as follows. He says from his great-grandfather that when you do tshuva me'ava, tshuva out of love of Hashem, your averis become... Mitzvahs, you rewrite the past. A different reverse Gadol book. It's Reish Lakish's Gadol book. The typical Gadol book is the youth that formed the future. The new Reish Lakish Gadol book is the old age that reforms youth. Do tshuva and all your averis become mitzvahs. You rewrote your story. 
That's Resh Lakish's light, one of the iris that he brought to the world. Resh Lakish says in Pevavim and Bez, isn't that cool? That's the story of his life, is similar to the Torah he taught. That's the light he brought to the world. Tshuva me'ava, your Averis become mitzvahs. Your old age reforms, your future reforms your past. Amazing world of tshuva. Comes, comes Resh Lakish and taught that to the world. Cesar Kivager, brilliant, that if you show a love of mitzvahs, you don't just like do a mitzvah and you're done. You blow 60 blasts, you only needed 30. What are you doing? But you're so comfortable with mitzvahs. You're so into it, you so want it, that you do extra of it. Cesar Kivager, that's tshuva me'ava. You love, you're falling in love. You're falling in love. Says it Kivega, the Satan doesn't want to say you're Averis, they all become mitzvahs. Quiets him down. Brilliantly, Kivega says that if you now love Hashem, so why would he say you're Averis? They're all mitzvahs. So, my friends, we have a whole new tshuva process, a whole new idea of tshuva. We're used to Hashem, I was so bad. <laughs> I'm ter- one second, one second. There's a whole new form of process, a whole new process. That if I can find in me a healthy relationship to Hashem, if I can get in touch with the part that wants Hashem and loves Hashem, and be more in touch with that part, then I have a little secret. I have a little secret. I'm in touch with that part, with my part that loves Hashem. And I'm in touch with that part and live with that part that... That me and I should, that, that I'm into this and I get comfortable and settled. I, I like Tyron Mitzvahs. I like Hashem. I get in touch with that part that's, that's tapping into Tshuva Me'ava. In that place, the Satan has nothing to say. Mentioning your Averis, he doesn't want to prosecute your Averis. Whatever he says just becomes a mitzvah. Your future has rewritten your past. Why would he be Mastin? Why would he say your Averis? They're mitzvahs now. Because it's become part of a process. Now, whatever you understand, this light that Rish Lakish brought to the world, his Godel book was a different type of Godel book. He was a bandit, young. When you read about him, he was a kid that went off the derech and became a robber. And the story is one who's later on, somehow those experiences, he found the place that's close to Hashem. And was reused, all those places of negative were turned into positive. They're captured and utilized Lataiv, the Averis become mitzvahs. His story of progress, his owning his right parts. By the way, those other parts now are owned, have new ownership, and are actually become creative forces in the service of Hashem. The negative parts are now owned by a soul, Rish Lakish. So all the negative parts are now become tools in very, very powerful, healthy places of the service of Hashem. His Averis become mitzvahs. He's gotten his whole system running right. He's gotten in touch with his powerful part. His Averis become mitzvahs. Cesar Kivager, Cesar Kivager, once that has happened... So what? The sudden game over. The sudden's like, well, I want to say what he, what he did, what he did. Those have become mitzvahs now. Sudden shut down. There's no prosecution. The pres- prosecutor just he can't, anything he says helps you right now. Well, he once, 
Thank you, Shkayach, another, another star. What? Why would you want to shut him up if, if he says it just turns to mitzvahs? The point is that his, the negative component of this can't exist. The angel of Taiv will say, you're up here. He hates a taiva. The satan, the prosecutor, your own, your, we, have, we have our own, we have our own malitzim. A malitz is he who speaks on our behalf and the satan goes against us. The one against us is done. He has nothing to say. If he says we're good, wonderful. He says we're bad, wonderful. We get schar for it. He has nothing left to say. And I want to say to us all that what all of us are shooting for is tshuva meyava. That's what we're going for. We're shooting for to find that the main thing I would say to work on every single guy here, the main thing to work on is to find the place that you enjoy the service of Hashem. It might be in kindness for one. It might be in honesty for another. It might be in a certain style learning for a third guy. Find that place that you feel your connection to Hashem, it exists. It is very real and authentic. And you've gotten in touch and you're getting to a place of tshuva meyava. You're, you're, you're finding that place that connects. You're empowering. You're being driven and energized by the, that place. The kivoy, the hope for every 10th grader is to get him in touch. A normal person like you and I, who are devastated by a 40 nothing loss of your favorite team. The normal guy like you and I who are devastated by a win when our best player and all our hope gets injured. Normal people. As normal as a guy who feels like the normal like guy, we have a voice in us that wants Hashem. There's no such thing as quit. There's a voice that wants Hashem, that craves Hashem, that will never be stilled that always wants and is relevant, and we're shayich, that it's there as part of 10th grade, and that I'm shayich to like live in that spot. I'm shayich to go to a shir, like, like it. I could, le- I could hear Tyron, like, we just learned a lot of Tyra today. If it resonated, so then you're shayich to Tyra. There's a world like, there's a world of Chachma, of Tyra, of, 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 a, of a deep world of truth, a Ruchniyastika world. I want to say we studied in yeshiva a lot. Schools manipulate good behavior. There's a world of MS, nothing to do with manipulation. Shabbos is Shabbos, not because of a good song you and I sing, not because of a nice kumzitz we make. Shabbos is a force. It's a spiritual reality, a day you get close to Hashem. Tefillin, tefillin, your soul, something happens when you put on tefillin. There's a ktusha that envelops the person. Tefillin makes a person closer to the shechina. It's a, it's a metzeus. As this table's a metzeus, I don't say that you'll be in touch. As you grow, I know somebody who's very upset at Hashem, somebody I'm close to. And he said, I struggle in my relationship, but I'll never miss tefillin. I said, why won't you miss tefillin? I said, that's not for Hashem. So when I put on tefillin, everything I feel different. That's God's gift to me. Why would I punish me? Because I'm angry at God. He said, I punish him. I have certain things in our relationship. But the things he gave me, I said, you ever appreciate it? I'm appreciative. I'm angry at him. He's very angry. He has this, he has, but I would not put on tefillin. That's not for God. That's for me, he said. I have things I won't do, but that I do, that's for me. Now, he's a very, very advanced spiritual person. He feels the difference the days he puts on film, not experiences it. 
Anybody who knows Shabbos, you could experience things that you just can't. It has nothing to do with a certain song. You could experience the end of Shabbos. Something happens. I can't. I don't. It's crazy. I'll be alone on an aisle. Something happens. It has nothing to do with anybody singing. Late in Shabbos, something happens. There's something going on. It's like something happens late in Shabbos. It's a spiritual reality. A very powerful spiritual reality. Hashem lets the human being feel his presence. It's something going on late in Shabbos. It's a shtickle kaidish akdashim. It has nothing to do with how present you are to the reality or not. There's a ruchnius, and the, the world of ruchnius lives and is real. As real as the table, it's realer because it's eternal. It's realer than the table. The table is real, it's true. But the table is finite when I'm describing it's infinite. But at least for us finite people, it's as real as the table. As real as the cup, as real as coffee. There's something called Shabbos. Something called Tkiyah Shabbos. Don't force anything. We're so used to trying to feel. Stop. Do the Tzivoy Hashem. Let your soul experience. Mitzvah Hashem. Now I'm not saying, we try so hard. We're trying to create. We're actually trying too hard to like create an experience. Stop. Don't crinkle your eyes. I advise the Roshana, don't crinkle your eyes. Just take it in. It's it interesting. Don't, let it do it. Let it do it. It's mitzvah Hashem. Something happened. Your soul hears something and experiences something. How much you live in that place called your soul? Give it time. Give it time. Relax. Relax. Get in touch. We have Ein Yish Ba'elam Klal. Reb Nachman learned the words Ein Yish was not saying don't give up. It's saying you can't give up. It's saying you have a soul. The goal is Aser Yayish. That means, how could you say Aser Yayish and Yish Ba'elam Klal means talking to the parts of us that are capable of trying to quiet the voice of Yish, Aser Yayish. Don't empower those parts. That's Asr Lisyayish. Ain Yish Bailam Klal, is there a part of you that, sorry, I'm just, don't know how to inform. When a guy looks you in the face and says, I give up to any friend, he is a liar. Part of him feels he wishes he give up because then what's the problem? Oh, you gave up. Mazel tov. Give him a nice hug. Life must be easy. Yeah. None of Chakran. There's a part of him that can't give up, he has a soul. So you didn't give up. You're saying, I wish I can give up. You're saying, I'm much more in touch with the parts of me that have given up. You can't give up. The goal of these days, of these precious days, is to empower that part, to be in touch more with that part. What I would advise each guy as we get close to Rosh Hashanah is to find areas in Avedis Hashem that you like. Areas in Tyra that like a tickle something, look for those. Mitzvahs that you like, that, that, that talk to you, that mean something. Your soul seems to, that's what I would advise. The word I would say is cheshek, energy and effort and like. Cheshek, a like for Avaydis Hashem. That would be the main work I would tell somebody to work on in these last few days before Rosh Hashanah. In Naseris Yimei Tshuva. The main thing is to find the areas of Chesha. That I see that I like this. I like connect to this. I, I, like, I was born for this. That place of a sense, I was born for this. A guy came, a guy came to Sulam this summer. A guy in Archevra came to Sulam. And he told me he had the opportunity to go somewhere for a Shabbos. Terrible affairs. 
And he said for weeks, I wanted to go there. So I said, why didn't you? Why are you here? And he came, he showed up to Sulam. He started crying. I have the picture. He started crying. He started going like this. He said, I'm not born for that. I'm not born for that. He was in touch in a very, this was nothing to do. He doesn't, not reputation. He's not from, he's not, nothing. He was in touch with his soul. He said, I'm not born for that either. Well, like this. He said on the other Shabbos, I'm not born for that. He felt his soul. came He had like a Shabbos from heaven. He said one of the best Shabbos of his life. He got in touch with Cheshit. He got in touch with soul. Tshuva meyabe, he has no Averis left. He lost all his Averis. Zero, he doesn't have an Averis. His Averis are mitzvahs, by the way. It's that sad. It's that sad. His tefillahs, his brachas. Tshuva meyabe. He got in touch with who he is. He's not afraid of being punished. It's not to do anything. I'm not born for that. I'm not born for that. A guy could feel guilt. I heard it's not right to look at that. Or better. But what am I? Who are you? What are you about? Today's day and age, I don't, I don't know if we could do tshuva in a year. We're not built that way. It doesn't work. Try patching guy becomes not from today. We're not born for tshuva in a year. There's svarim write this. If you ever need to believe in Svarim, and they write that Ictus of the Mashiach is going to do only Tshuva Meyava, if you ever need, just try. Try the Yira thing and just try. Is it true? Is there Ein Shem? It's 100% true. Is there something called Tshuva? I don't want to be punished. There's something called like that. It's real. It's real. It's effective and real. Today's generation, Klar, was built for Tshuva Meyava. A higher level of tshuva, that's the place we can, we can only access what we can access. That we have a soul that craves something more. That guy, I'm not built for that, I swear to you. He looked at me, it was like, he didn't say the word I swear, but he was saying, he was swearing. It wasn't passive, it wasn't like, oh, I'm afraid, I'm punished. It wasn't what he was saying. He was saying, he went like this. He was like, you can't record this. I want you live to see this. He moved his hands, right? He was shaking. A guy was going, he said, I'm not born for that. That's why I'm here, Shabbos, and not there. He wasn't afraid of what to punish for. It wasn't what he was saying. I'm not born for that. I feel something. I feel something. I'm about something. He was in touch with that place. I wasn't born for that. Tasha, something else. He had a Shabbos from heaven. You're in that. He was in that place of what he was created for. He was in touch with Shabbos. Oh, did he feel Shabbos? He felt Shabbos. He sang here. And all of us felt the Shabbos. He was like, I would say if we all had little pieces, the Shabbos in, in Sulam were from heaven, Mamish. Some of the nicest, the shallow show, this is weren't Hume. They were like other world leagues. He had, I hold like we're all there and, and we're all a bunch of people with Kivu with hope. I'd say of that Shabbos, if there were like 300 people there, let's say, and if we were 200, 250, 300, I don't know the numbers, but let's say we each were like a piece of that. He was like, maybe, let's say 30%, and the rest of the 250 people were the other 60, 70%. His, his like soul, he was, he was present. He was not born for that. And he came and did Shabbos. He experienced something. I was created for something. I'd say the work for our own self is to get in touch. We all have a soul. It's subtle. It's sensitive. It's powerful. 
very powerful. It's huge. We have Alpi Kabbalah, a little a part of it lives with us, and a part of it extends Ad Hashemayim. The more we access, the more we could access. The soul is is big. We can access more and more. Whenever, if we can find mitzvahs that we have cheshek in, if we can find Torah and yeshiva, I want guys to learn the Torah they like. Learn a Torah, make a seder, plug in in the way you like and how you find cheshek and ruchnis. Find the prayer that connects to you. Find that prayer. Find that place. That's a chuv meyavi. You're getting in touch with parts. That's averus become mitzvahs the satan. That's the chavivas hamitz. We blow tkiyas the moomet tkiyas the yosh. We're like into this. The satan's done. They're into this. Oh no, oh no. They're excited by this. They're enthusiastic about tkiyas. Oh no, oh no. In yeshiva, they're different in hagim. For much of my life, I didn't want to eat before the kiss. I eat gezunt now. I make a big kiss. You all have to eat before it. It's a big shayla. In this yeshiva, if a guy doesn't eat, only Ray Brownstein's like he fasts. He's a different kind of. If I catch a guy not eating before the kiss, try me. Whoa, my wrath will be unleashed, Tudi. Because I want a guy to come into kiss well fed, comfortable, and I want him to enjoy the kiss, Shaifer. So I want a guy to eat, make kiddush. And then I want him to enjoy Tkir Shaifer. I don't want a guy to come in and he's hungry. I want the Satan to be quiet. If you come in like forcing, then the Satan's going to prosecute. I'm, you're causing prosecution for the whole Yeshima. Nobody walks into these Tkirs hungry. My Brownstein can enjoy Tkirs even hungry. The rest of us eat. Eat. Make Kiddush. Kishmak. Anybody rushes me. We call a 15 minute break. It lasts about an hour and a quarter. Anybody dares rushes, you're a Yekish guy, tough luck. I'm going to those Takiyas. We're going to schmooze the way we need. Mitzvah's reason, Makdemim, but I need to be happy. I want the Yetzirah quiet. I want the Olam engaged in Takiyas, Kishmak, so we don't rush. Shmak, everybody eats. Shmoozes. We're, we're running. All the eating, we're busy with Takiyas. The eating, we're mamish busy with Takiyas. The schmoozing, we're busy with Takiyas. We're busy with mamish. Cool eight keys, but it's going to be a keys that's going to shut down the satan. Why would he prosecute? We're excited for the keys. The averis become mitzvahs. Averis are mitzvahs to prosecute. Done. Donsky. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in mitzvahs. Johnny, you'll be helping the police if we dare catch a guy not going to eat geschmack before. Then we should have a cop here asking each guy coming, did you eat yet? Dining room? Or you should hand that honey cake, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> How do we do? Well, me and Johnny will figure this out. Okay, we spoke long enough today. Yehuda. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an Ion shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myron McClemus on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.